And now, a message from Google. Cyber attacks on critical infrastructure threaten the essential services we all rely on. That's why public institutions like schools, hospitals, and government agencies across the country are partnering with Google to keep their data safe and secure. Because when organizations like these run on Google Cloud, they're defended by the same AI-powered security that protects all of Google. Explore how Google is keeping more Americans safe online than anyone else at safety.google forward slash cybersecurity. Hey, this is Anna Palmer from The Daily Punch with our fourth installment of our special edition podcast, The Future of Cybersecurity. I'm going to be joined, as always, by our senior congressional reporter, Andrew Desidero, who's been doing this project for us. Uh, as you know, if you've listened to the earlier editions, we have spent the month of October focused on the future of cybersecurity and uh, artificial intelligence, looking at it from the state of play, the legislative aspects, as well as most recently, the players who the officials are, who are actually looking to enact legislation. And we are rounding out the series with something we're calling the megaphone, looking at how different organizations, groups are trying to amplify the conversation around cybersecurity in Washington and beyond. As always, we want to thank Google for their partnership on this entire project. With that, let's get started. Hey, Andrew, good to see you. Hey, Anna, thanks for having me. All right. So as I mentioned, the megaphone, right? There's always the kind of the behind the scenes game that we cover every day in and out. But there's also that kind of public aspect as well. And one of the big things here in Washington, I've spent much of my career focused on was lobbying, how different companies or industries try to influence what's happening here in the Capitol and at the White House. What have you seen in terms of cybersecurity and the kind of this the lobbying scene in, in general? Well, it's definitely picked up the pace over the years. Uh, just to give you a, a statistic that kind of underlines this, uh, the number of organizations lobbying on artificial intelligence issues uh, in 2013 was in the single digits. In the first quarter of this year alone, it was more than 120. So this has really increased by orders of magnitude, and it's a reflection of the sort of rapid pace of the technical, uh, technological advancements behind AI, but also a recognition by these big tech companies that they need to try to get out in front of Congress and other regulators if they want to have any say in how this is being regulated. Now, it's not just AI, of course. It touches on uh, election security issues, election infrastructure, which is obviously all run at the state level. The federal government doesn't really have a hand in that other than sort of providing a more general overview and, and handing out grants from the federal level for these uh, local jurisdictions to beef up their cybersecurity efforts and to secure their elections. Um, so it's much more than just AI, but AI is the area in which uh, these lobbying and influence campaigns have advanced the most in recent years. It's so interesting when you think about cybersecurity, it was almost like a cottage industry here in Washington where people were really focused on that technical aspect. Uh, and what you report on is the concept of now actually a lot of the bigger companies getting involved in a much more almost you know a messaging campaign, particularly when you kind of think about the fact that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was, you know, kind of bringing all these companies to Washington. They don't want it to be the first time that lawmakers are hearing from them when they actually are the legislation is being written. So talk about what you you kind of saw when it came to some of the big companies, but also we have some new players as well. 
Yeah, for sure. So the big ones, the Silicon Valley tech hubs, Meta, Amazon, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, of course. Um, but you know, for Meta in particular, you saw them spend nearly $5 million in the first quarter of this year alone on issues related to artificial intelligence. Now, Meta has a lot of experience in lobbying the federal government on a whole bunch of different things uh, related to cybersecurity and election security, especially in the aftermath of the 2016 election, which we've talked about a lot. Uh, throughout uh, this this project that we've done, um, just about how you know Congress, what approach Congress was taking to trying to regulate social media companies uh, and prevent them from being used by foreign adversaries to influence the outcome of an election through the use of misinformation, disinformation, things like that. Um, but you've seen actual lobbying outfits really trying to expand their portfolio. Groups like NetChoice, for example example. NetChoice has expanded their AI efforts in recent years to, to try to keep up with the pace of state-level action on this issue in particular. Um, it's a trade association that represents the interests of several major tech companies in their bids to limit regulation uh, of, of their platforms. So uh, NetChoice, uh, you know, the funding, of course, largely comes from these big tech companies, so they are going to be lobbying on, on their behalf. They're going to try to convince members of Congress and, you know, folks in state governments and local local jurisdictions as well, that, you know, lesser regulation is good. Um, and, you know, one of the interesting things that they are lobbying on that's a, a popular issue at the state level right now is uh, legislation aimed at protecting kids from the harmful effects of social media. Uh, now, there's a lot of unanimity on this issue in Congress, but at the, uh, at the state level, it's really advancing beyond just general agreement because they're taking action. And what NetChoice has done is they have tried to convince uh, state uh, legislators that these types of uh, laws aimed at protecting kids from harmful effects of social media could have the unintended consequence of undermining privacy rights of everyone in America. Um, again, has to be noted that NetChoice's funding comes largely from these big tech companies, uh, so they're they're really advancing their interests in Washington. Uh, and of course, they have to file uh, these quarterly lobbying disclosure reports so that people know what they're doing in this realm and and just as importantly, how much money they're spending. Yes, I spent a lot of time digging through those quarterly reports because they can be pretty instructive. So what we're talking about here is the kind of companies, trade associations, outside groups uh, looking to try to influence directly lawmakers at the federal level as well as the state level. But oftentimes the third part of that kind of campaign in the toolbox uh, of, of lobbying campaigns that companies turn to is what actually happens on the air, on the airwaves. Uh, you know, really starting to see that happen as well, particularly when Democrats and Republicans have looked to crack down on big tech. Yeah, for sure. And and a lot of this relates to social media uh, because, you know, frankly, Americans just use it every day. They connect to it. They see something on TV about it. It's easier to resonate with that message. Right. So uh, basically what we're trying trying to say here is that um, a lot of these outside organizations uh, and, and, you know, private companies that aren't subject to the same disclosure rules uh, have tried have tried to take advantage of this in, you know, putting their message out there and spending a lot of money uh, to do it. Uh, for example, when when President Biden referenced in his State of the Union address uh, this past February that uh, it's time to pass legislation to stop big tech companies from collecting personal data on our kids and teenagers online. This spurred a number of ads, millions of dollars 
dollars spent, including from uh, the super PAC called Future Forward uh, USA, which released uh, several different ads uh, in this space, specifically highlighting the president's remarks and you know basically trying to to connect to voters to average Americans, saying, "Hey, this is what." social media has the potential to do to our kids. Uh, here's what the president's saying about it. And, you know, a lot of them have had actors where, you know, you have a young teenager who's sitting at the dinner table just staring at their phone, not engaging with people. Uh, so that type of thing, you know, really connects with people. And, and that's why they're choosing to spend money on things like this, where Americans see it and they're going, oh, yeah, that directly relates to me. I can connect to that. All right. With that, we're going to leave the last word for this special edition of the podcast. I encourage you all to check out the future of cybersecurity. You can go to our website at punchbowl.news. We are going to be looking on taking on other issues going into 2024, looking at all kinds of different industries and the impact that we're seeing with state of play, legislation, the who the players are, and as always, the megaphone. Thanks so much. Have a great day and stay safe.